0: Let's ask God for his help. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank and praise you for giving us your word. Please do help us to understand more this evening about the treasure of Jesus. And we pray it in his name. Amen. What is the thing that is most valuable to you? The thing that is most valuable. Let me put the question this way Your house is on fire. You've got one minute to get out. What do you grab? What do you salvage? We've been talking about this in Bible study during the week, and here are some of the answers. One bloke said that he would grab his kids. Not sure why he was leaving his wife inside. Um, Maybe a bit of marriage counselling needed there. Um, Other people said they would grab their husband or wife. A few people said photos. A few people were taking their computer. I think I was one of those. Um, one person was taking his musical instruments. I'm sure there would have been one person taking his model trains. Um, a number of girls were grabbing their jewellery. No blokes seemed to be interested in their jewellery, but a number of girls were grabbing wedding rings and so on. What's the thing that's most valuable to you? Financially, I guess for many people, it's their house. That's where most people's money is, isn't it? It's the most expensive thing that most people own. Although I suspect that, I mean, money's not just the only way to gauge value, is it? And I suspect most people would say that their significant relationships are more important than their house or their money. What about for you? What's the most valuable thing to you? Well, as I'm sure you know, uh, today has been a a special day for Chatswood Presbyterian Church, our Sunday fun day. We've gone to all kinds of trouble to make it a nice day. We had jumping castles this morning. We had fairy floss. My son had 12 sticks of fairy floss this morning. Um, Big sacrifice for our family. Um, Or it will be, I think, later on. Um, We had face painting. We had puppets. And a lot of uh, people here helped out a great deal. We had a barbecue. Uh, A a lot of fuss, a lot of trouble. And it was all because, not, not because we wanted people to jump on, Jumping castles, particularly, or that we wanted them to eat sausages, particularly—it's all because we wanted people to hear a message. We wanted people to hear about the thing that is most valuable to us, a thing that is more valuable to us than our stuff, a thing that's more valuable to us than our relationships, even more valuable to us than our lives. And what I'm going to, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to try to explain why that is by explaining that first Bible reading, that one from Matthew chapter 13. So again, can I encourage you to have it open, 691 or 1519. Uh, This part of the Bible, it's three stories that Jesus told, told by Jesus himself, as reported by one of his friends, a guy who knew him well, a guy by the name of Matthew. And uh, Matthew reports these three stories that Jesus told. Have you got it there now? Okay, first thing to notice. First thing to notice is what these stories are about. Uh, Jesus says it at the beginning of each of them. Can you see verses 44? 45 and 47, can you see in, them, in there the subject of the stories? What are they about? They're about the kingdom of heaven. In other places in the Bible, it's called the kingdom of God. Heaven is a way of talking about God. Uh, what's this kingdom of heaven then? This kingdom of God, it's the place, Jesus says, where he rules as king. When Jesus comes, he says, the kingdom of heaven is here because I am here. This is what Jesus says. He says that he is the king in God's kingdom. So here on earth, the kingdom of heaven is found where people accept Jesus as their king, where they submit to him as king, where they say, Jesus, you are my king, as we sang earlier on. In other words, Christians are part of this kingdom of heaven. Uh, But the Bible says it's not just something that will be on earth. Eventually, the kingdom will be in a new heaven and a new earth when Jesus comes back to rule over everything. So these parables about this kingdom of heaven, about they're describing what it'll be like to have jesus as king uh, describing what it'll be like to have him as king on earth ultimately in heaven they're describing what it means to be a christian okay parables describing what it means to be a christian so what does jesus say what does he say about this kingdom of heaven verse 44 is the first story and he says there that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure a treasure that's been hidden in a field now, back in those days, they didn't have a whole lot of banks around the place to, um, uh, to, to mind all their money. I made a joke this morning about steal all their money, mind all their money, but I got into big trouble about that. Sorry for any bankers. Um, they didn't have a lot of banks around, and so they used to do things like hide it in fields. So Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Have a look with me. Matthew 13, 44. The kingdom of heaven, says Jesus, is like treasure hidden in a field. Again, this story, something's happened to the owner. We don't know what, but for some reason, it's lying hidden in the field and it's unclaimed. Uh, One day, a bloke happens to be in the field and he finds this treasure. So what he does, he hides it again and then have a look what he does. Back to the story. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. A couple of things to notice. First, Uh, Notice the bloke has to sell everything to get this field, all his stuff, his house, his car, his iPod, his flat screen TV, his Stratocaster, even the clothes off his back, it all has to go. It doesn't say he sold his wife and children, but if he had them, they had to go. Uh, auctions to the highest bidder. He has to sell everything to get hold of this field. Uh, Second thing to notice... And you notice that he sells everything he has with joy. He is stoked to give it all up. As he sees all his stuff disappear at the garage sale for half the value that he bought it at, he can't stop giggling. Um, Every time something else goes on eBay, he is jumping for joy. And why? Well, because he knows that treasure in the field is so much more valuable. So what's Jesus saying, do you think? What's Jesus saying? What's this little story tell us about God's kingdom, about being a Christian? Well, I reckon Jesus is saying that being part of God's kingdom is valuable. Don't you think? He's saying it's more valuable than everything else you have put together. If you could only know, Jesus is saying, how valuable it is to have me as your king, you would happily, joyfully give up everything you have. That's what he's saying kingdom of heaven is valuable second story a second story i think is quite similar this time we meet a merchant he's on the lookout for pearls Uh, and then he comes across one particular pearl it is a pearl of a pearl it is amazing all right it is so valuable He, he he just has to own it and so again like with the first bloke he has a garage sale he sells everything he owns including the garage including the house attached to the garage everything goes until finally he's sitting on the side of the road in his undies with that pearl in his hand and with a big grin on his face. Verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. What's the point of that story, do you think? What's, he saying about, what's Jesus saying about the kingdom of heaven there? I reckon it's the same as the last story, don't you? He's saying that the kingdom of heaven is valuable. It's worthwhile. It's worth being a Christian, says Jesus. Worth, worth everything. Better than anything. Better than everything put together. And that brings us to the third story. In this third story, Jesus reveals why he thinks his kingdom is so valuable. He reveals why it is so important that he be our King. This time he tells the story of a fishing trip, a whole heap of fish are caught, some are kept, but others are thrown away. Verse 47, once again, says Jesus, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore, then they sat down. And collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. Jesus says that's what it's going to be like at the end of the age, at the end of this world. He says there's going to be a separation. Those who are in his kingdom, those who have him as king, will be kept, so to speak. If you go back to verse 43, you'll see he says what's going to happen to the people in his kingdom. Verse 43, you can see there, they'll, he says uh, that they will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Can you see that back in verse 43? shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father that's those who are in jesus kingdom Uh, but uh, in this 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 parable that we're reading now he, he doesn't talk about those who are in he talks about those who are not part of the kingdom of heaven and he says that they will be cast away verse 49 verse 49 jesus says this is how it will be at the end of the age the angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, now, I know it's not really kosher to talk about hell nowadays, um, but those are not my words. The, these are the words of Jesus. This is why I've got you to have your Bible open. This is not what I say. This is what Jesus says. And I don't know exactly what he means by this metaphor of the fiery furnace with weeping and gnashing of teeth, but whatever it is, I, it doesn't sound nice to me. It doesn't sound nice at all. Can you see why Jesus thinks his kingdom is so valuable then? Can you see what he believes he's rescuing people from? Can you see why he thinks it's so important that he be our king? It's literally the difference between heaven and hell. Our eternal destiny is at stake. Jesus, is res- rec- Jesus reckons that he is rescuing us, not from a burning house, but from a fiery furnace. That is what is at stake in his kingdom. That's why he says it is so valuable where you spend the rest of forever comes down to this, are you in Jesus' kingdom? Here at Chatswood Presbyterian Church, we believe Jesus. We believe what he says here. We know it's not a popular message. We know it's not a politically correct message. We know it's not a message that... uh, uh, is accepted or well-received. Nowadays, we, we know it's not a message even that you might like to hear. But can I encourage you, don't just write this off as impossible. It's not just scare tactics. I know the spirit of the age says it's ridiculous, God is not a judge, etc., etc., but, but we've thought pretty carefully about it. We've investigated the claims of Jesus for ourselves, and we've actually come to the conclusion that this is true. We're convinced that this is real. And so, look, we don't don't say it to you with any joy, but because we believe it's real, we think we have to say it to you. Here's what Jesus says To have him as king determines where you spend eternity. That's what we believe is true. And so we believe that the most valuable thing in our lives is being part of Jesus' kingdom. To us, Having Jesus as King, it's more important than everything else we have put together, more important than our stuff, more important than our relationships, more important even than our very lives. Those things, they're just for a few short years. The stuff we have soon be gone, the relationships we have soon be gone, even our lives soon be gone. But what Jesus offers here lasts forever. So much more valuable. and that is why we invited you here tonight that's why we went to all the trouble to have a sunday fun day today because we want you to know jesus as well we want you to be part of his kingdom we want you to have this priceless treasure as well this precious pearl so how can you do it how can you become part of jesus kingdom now We could spend a long time thinking about this, but I just want to, in a couple of minutes, explain, I think, uh, hopefully, fairly simply and briefly, how it is that you could be part of Jesus' kingdom. Uh, The first thing you need to do, the first thing you need to do, you need to realize that you're not naturally a part of Jesus' kingdom. Uh, None of us are. Uh, You may be a, a very nice person, a very righteous person, a very good person. But the Bible is clear that none of us are worthy to be part of Jesus' kingdom on our own merit. We are what the Bible calls sinners. We don't always obey God as our king. But the great news of the Bible is that Jesus has come to open up his kingdom for us, to rescue us and to open up his kingdom for us. The Bible talks about how his death on the cross pays for our sin, redeems us from sin. The Bible talks about how through the death and resurrection of Jesus, we can be forgiven for our sin, our slate wiped clean. I just want to show you one other verse from the Bible. And I've put it on your outline there. It's from our second reading. Colossians 1.13. Can you see where I am on the outline now? Right-hand side, about a third of the way down. I just want to show you this one verse here. You got it there? It says, For God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Can you see a few things there? Can you see that in Jesus we have redemption? It's the idea of having our sin paid for, being purchased by God. Uh, the forgiveness of sins. Do you see that there? Our slate wiped clean. And can you see, therefore, through Jesus that we are rescued from darkness, from the dominion of darkness, the rule of darkness, and brought into Jesus' kingdom, this kingdom of the Son He loves. Jesus, through His death and resurrection, opens the way for us to be part of His kingdom. And then what we need to do, uh, and it says a little later on the, on, in the passage, we have to continue in faith. It says that is we need to well just receive the kingdom just say to Jesus all right I will have you as king thank you that you died for me and rose again please do redeem me please do forgive me please do accept me into your kingdom and then help me to live as your person in your kingdom with you as my king now it's not something we're going to do perfectly none of us do it perfectly none of us will do it perfectly until we're in heaven but the forgiveness and the redemption of Christ continues to stand so that we can continue to be part of his kingdom until God does perfect us when Jesus comes back. Now, I need to warn you, uh, we would love you to be part of Jesus' kingdom, but we don't want you to think that's just an easy thing to do. It, it, it's, in one sense, it's so easy, you just accept it. You just say, yes, I want to be part of your kingdom, God. But the thing is, you want to say to God, I want to be part of your kingdom, suddenly that means you're not the king of your own life anymore. It means that Jesus is your boss and not you anymore. And that will, of course, mean big changes. We want you to recognize that. We should recognize it will change everything in your life as it has in our lives. But if I can come back to Matthew chapter 13, we want to say to you, it is so worth it. It is so worth it. What Jesus offers is intensely, wonderfully, gloriously valuable, worth everything, worth everything in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer I'm going to pray that prayer that's there on your outline this is the kind of prayer that you might want to pray if, um, if you were saying if you were thinking well yeah hey I really would like to be part of God's kingdom this is, this, this is just a way of saying to God do please accept me into your kingdom this sort of a prayer and that may be where you're at tonight can I encourage you if so do please pray it with me in a moment when I pray it <coughs> excuse me if it's not where you're at at the moment can I encourage you to think further investigate carefully whether this is true or not it's too, much too important to just forget about it or put it off and hope that everything will be okay. Um, there are a couple of really good books that have been written in the last couple of years uh, that will, I think are excellent for thinking about whether Christianity is true. If you want to come talk to me about that, um, I could give you one of them, or one the other one I just gave away um, a couple of days ago. But I could get hold of another one for you as well. If that's where you're at, please come and talk to me. We'll give you a book. Um, but otherwise, here's the sort of prayer that we could pray. Let me, Let me just read it to you you see it there dear god i admit that i'm a sinner i'm not worthy to be in your kingdom thanks that jesus died and rose again for my sin please forgive me and accept me into your kingdom help me to live your way you see it's a very simple prayer now just before i pray it in these last couple of seconds can i can i extend an invitation to you Uh, we would love for you to stick around here at church to come every sunday um, we, we're we not going to have uh, the sort of stuff we had today, every, every Sunday is not um, jumping castles and fairy floss and so on, uh, but but we do offer you our friendship, you're very welcome to be here and we do offer you uh, teaching from the Bible every week to help you understand more about Jesus, to help you keep relying on him, to help you live as part of his kingdom. We would love for you to join us here at Chatsworth Presbyterian Church to keep learning about Jesus because we 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 do sincerely believe that he is the most precious, valuable, glorious one of all. Let me uh, me pray that prayer. And uh, you're welcome to pray along with me. Dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy to be in your kingdom. Thanks that Jesus died and rose again for my sin. Please forgive me and accept me into your kingdom. Help me to live your way. I mean